Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 1871 podcast. And on this episode, we're counting down at um, top five memorable Reading seasons and that's our own personal favorites um and that is part of our reading fc top 100 series which started on our 100th episode um so so far we've done favorite players favorite games um so on this episode we're doing our top five personal favorite stroke memorable seasons um so as I say, that started the Red and FC Top 100 C, uh, series started on our 100th episode. Uh, we've also done a, a 106 episode. Um, I think I've mentioned before, Johnny. I'm not sure if we'll ever get to 1871 episodes, but <laughs> but this is I think I'm right in saying this is our 124th episode. So Jeez. I can see us getting to 187 episodes and then adding an extra episode so that'll be 187 plus one to see what i did there it's very clever yep so i can see us getting to there and yeah. talking of which talking of which on that subject series two of the 1871 podcast is coming to an end on um uh not not sure exactly what date but it'd be at the end of may um but johnny and i have been having a chat um <laughs> we get some very positive comments we've got our youtube channel now um not all the comments are positive most of them which is nice uh but basically johnny and i and dylan we do this because we enjoy it we're reading fans you know um we we like to kind of represent uh what the fans are thinking as and when we can so it looks like uh we may well be <coughs> doing a series three so series two is going to end um, at the end of May. And then possibly what we're going to do is start series three in June. Um, and we talk about all sorts of things, don't we? So on one of our <laughs> recent episodes, Johnny, we even had some health advice, didn't we? Um, get yourself checked out. 
yeah. or uh, prostate cancer if you're above 50 and stuff like that. So we like to help Reading fans in general, not not always only about the football stuff. Um, yeah, absolutely. And one of the recent episodes that we've had some great comments about, uh, and of course, it's brilliant to get people like Adam LaFondra, Simon Osborne, uh, Jem Karachan. Um, that, that's fantastic. We, we love that when we get those those guests, Trevor Senior, Martin Hicks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We've had some brilliant guests. Um, some have um, been on twice now. So Steve Koppel's been on twice. Brian McDermott's been on twice. Um, Adam LaFondra's been on twice, hasn't he? So yeah. that's fantastic. But actually, we go a little bit left field sometimes. And um, we had uh, David Artell, the former crew manager. And the reason that we got David Artell on is firstly because he was on the bookmakers list as a possible next Reading manager. But the main reason really was that we wanted to get an insight from someone who kind of knows how this stuff works onto what the um, manager recruitment process might be for Reading. Um, and we've had some really, really positive comments. Um, and people seem to really like that episode. Um, we did have one comment from someone who made a bit of a joke saying, I wonder what the, the ex-crew manager thought of the situation, which I thought was quite funny, actually. But, um, yeah, so um, Series 2, a big thing with Series 2 compared to Series 1 is that we've had uh, YouTube. So by far, kind of typical Reading, really, by far our most popular episode on YouTube has been the relegation episode, which has had nearly 5,000 views. We should get relegated more often. We'd be more popular. Yeah. Not popular. <laughs> um, plus all the audio downloads, of course. So all the YouTube um, numbers are visible. You can see how many people viewed it. And we're, that particular episode is up to almost 500 views. I think it's 4,800 or something like that. So all of those episodes still available um, to listen to or to watch on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. And feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel, <coughs> excuse me, if you'd like to. Um, now, we mentioned health earlier. Um, and actually, one of the things that prompted um, me to launch the YouTube channel was we were contacted by Chris Bennett, who is a Reading fan. Uh, Chris is deaf. So he said to us, look, I'd love to listen to the uh, podcast, but I can't. You know, I'd love to listen to what all these ex-players have got to say, but I can't. I'm deaf. Um, so is there any way that you can do, like, a transcript or something like that? So that kind of prompted me to do the YouTube channel because the YouTube channel has um, subtitles, which means that anyone who's deaf or hard of hearing, so uh, Chris, for example, um, can now enjoy the, the podcast so if you do know anyone that's that's hard of hearing or deaf who's a reading fan or or a fan of any club or just interested uh anyway then um youtube does have um subtitles there's a little button that you can press um and chris bennett was our 1871 quiz champion so thank you chris because you prompted our youtube channel and uh, it's been very popular. 
and the relegation episode, we've had um, loads of comments from other clubs, a lot of other clubs. So we've had an Ipswich fan, we've had a Huddersfield fan, Sheffield United, loads of other clubs saying, we feel your pain because we've been there. Even a like Sheffield United fan has contacted us and said, we we know what you're going through, you'll bounce back. That's been a common um, theme from fans of other clubs. And the Sheffield United fan said, Reading are now my second team because I found the podcast by accident. I really enjoy it. Um, so thanks for all those comments. That's great. Not just Reading fans. So that's really good. Um, and because Series 1 was audio only, we're actually looking now at putting some of the Series 1 episodes out on our YouTube channel so people can see them, um, Chris included. Uh, so Andy Bernal is um, our guest next week. We've just put out his episode because that was... That was a really fascinating episode. Andy Bernal, former Reading defender, came over from Australia. Um, He was David Beckham's minder. He talks about um, he had a cocaine addiction for a while. Really fantastic episode. So uh, that's available now on YouTube. Uh, And because it's roughly now 21 years since that famous game at Brentford, the one all, the Jamie Curiton goal that took us up, um, into what's now the championship. I can't remember. Was it Division One back in those days, Johnny? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. but it was. The, yeah. So that was the last. That was our last game in the third tier. That that game at Brentford. That Jamie Curiton equaliser that got us automatic promotion. So we're we're checking to see if we've still got the the video, um, from the Jamie Curiton and the Nicky Forster episodes that we recorded for series one and if we have still got those then uh, we're going to put those out as youtube videos so um we've got uh we're thinking about what we're going to do for series two until the end of may and what we might do in series three so um we're going to do an episode when the new manager is announced and by the way we think it could well be chris wilder um, we think actually that um, the job is his if he wants it. That's something that I've been hearing. Um, but he's also, I think he's in the running for the Hearts job as well. Um, so I looked at the odds and it's similar odds that Chris Wilder is going to be the next Hearts manager. So it's about evens. Um, so we'll see. Johnny, we did our kind of list of... Um, potential new Reading managers, and we both said you you put Chris Wilder at number one as mm-hmm. most likely, um, partly because of the odds. Um, we we both think he'd be a good fit for Reading. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I think or, so. I think he's, you know the experience and, and, and what we need. You know, yeah, ticks all those boxes. And I think, like you say, yeah. just if he wants the job, that's that's you know. Yeah, it, it sounds like that might be the case. It sounds like potentially. Um, the job's his if he wants it. Yeah. Uh, so it might be him deciding whether he, he wants to come to Reading or Hearts. Now, we think he should come to Reading <laughs> rather than Hearts because, uh, and I've said, it, part of the appeal with Reading is that a manager can come in, um, big club in League One, um, and they can build their own squad, rebuild. Yeah. Yes, Andy Carroll and... 
Tom McIntyre, Tom Holmes, they will inherit some players, but essentially a bit like back in the days when um, Alan Pardew was the manager, you know, they kind of built um, the the Reading squad, built some foundations. So that's, that's an opportunity. I think that's an attractive opportunity for a manager. Um, and then the fixtures are out on Thursday, the 22nd of June. I'm really looking forward to that, Johnny. Um, so that's 9am on Thursday, 22nd of June. Um, so it's not too too far away. What um, what game are, so far? What game are you looking forward to the most next season? Um, and obviously the local derby. But for me personally, it's uh, Reading Cambridge away. I get to plan to do a nice walk there, and that's actually an area that I've got a lot of memories of. Lived up there for a long time around there, and I've got yeah. friends up there and stuff. So I've been back for a long time. So it'd be a, a good excuse and go back to the uh, them. What's Cambridge Ground yeah. called now? The, the a bit different than it was in those days when we saw Dave yeah. Kitson stick his fingers up at the Reading fans and he was playing for Cambridge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Robin Friday did that as well during his time. Yeah, yeah. copycat. <laughs> um, so, uh, for me, actually, uh, where I live now, so I, I live in Uxbridge, so Wickham is my closest game next season. Yeah. Um so I'm I'm already looking at going to the the Wickham away game, um, obviously some home games, um, Oxford as well. Uh, yeah. I quite quite fancy um, Cheltenham and Exeter away. Yeah, the, uh, good away days. Not. Yeah. I don't fancy Fleetwood away if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> I've been to Fleetwood. I don't. Yeah. Not in a rush to go back. Uh, Rovers, Rovers as well be a good game. Yeah, Bristol Rovers as well. Um, Stevenage would be. I don't really want to. I've not got a burning desire to go to Stevenage, but that that'd be an interesting game. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we could go on. We, we're going to talk about that on a future episode. So, um, talking about something that's happening next week. So the guests that are coming up uh, and the episodes coming up. So tomorrow, uh, we've got our top five greatest. Ready managers, and again, it's a slight twist on that. We're it's part of our Red and FC Top One Hundred series, and it, it's actually rather than strictly the greatest five Ready managers that we think, it's kind of our sort of favourites as as well. So it's not strictly speaking the top five greatest man Ready managers. It's who we think had the biggest impact for Reading, which may well be exactly the same as the top five greatest Reading managers. So that's tomorrow. Um, on Monday, we're speaking to former Reading technical director, Brian Teverden. Thanks to Johnny who set that one up. Um, and that'd be really interesting because Brian Teverden was at Reading as technical director when Ron Gourlay came in as chief executive and Brian Teverden Let's just say he doesn't rate Ron Gourlay. He's not alone there, is he? I think a lot of people at West Brom feel the same <laughs> as well. Yeah. So um, that'd be really interesting. So that's Monday, uh, Brian Teverden. Um, Tuesday, we're completing our Reading FC Top 100 series by looking at the top five influential people in Reading's history. So I'm looking forward to that one. Wednesday, we've got a returning guest, Andy Bernal, um, former Reading defender, 
Thursday, we've got Reading women's defender Lily Woodham. So she'll be talking about, obviously, Reading women um, who look like they're probably um, going to be relegated. Um, but we're going to talk to Lily about this season and um, and uh, Reading women. So looking forward to that one. And then on Friday, uh, really looking forward to this. Again, um, Johnny set this one up. Linvoy Primus. Um, regarded by many Reading fans who remember seeing him play as one of Reading's greatest um, defenders, I think, Johnny. Yeah, and, and went on to have a brilliant career. You know, yeah. He played at top level for a long time. Um, probably wasn't his best of his career at Reading, but it was kind yeah. of the start into where he went on to. Um, yeah, I look forward to that one. Be a, be a good yeah. one. Um, so before we start on our um, five memorable Reading FC seasons... Um, Johnny, you you watching the playoffs? No, <laughs> not bothered. No, I've got no interest. In it. I've got time. Hey, I'll tell you what. It was um, it was a good game last night for two reasons. So, firstly, Peterborough they just scraped into the playoffs, so yeah. they were playing Sheffield Wednesday, who um, for a while were top of the championship. Um, Peterborough four, Sheffield Wednesday nil in the first yeah. leg. That's um, not so. That I mean, that's like the the lottery of the the playoffs, really. Um, so it it looks like Sheffield Wednesday staying in the championship. You never know, but looks like uh, looks like Peterborough in the final. And also, I think that that is an encouraging sign for Reading because Peterborough went down last season, didn't they? So yeah, uh, all, all the three teams that went down last season um, have done well. So. Two in the playoffs. Derby just missed out. Um, it was Derby or Peterborough on the last day of the season to get into the playoffs. Uh, Peterborough did it. I think, ironically, um, whatever Sheffield Wednesday's result on the last day of the season meant that Peterborough got into the playoffs and then Peterborough thrashed them 4-0. So, uh, anyway. So, um, yeah, I'll be w- watching the playoffs. So, there's a bit more football to go. And then uh, we we thought about it. We thought, well, like Reading haven't got any games now for a while, so let's keep the podcast going. And uh, we can't see any games, but we can certainly talk about stuff. So uh, yeah, we'll carry on doing that for a while. So look, um, without further ado, Johnny, let's now have a look at our five memorable Reading F seasons, Reading FC seasons, and these are our um, personal favourites. So they're memorable for personal reasons. Um, not necessarily in the same order as that we put our all-time uh, greatest Reading seasons, uh, but I think there'll be a bit of a crossover. Uh, and Johnny, I think this one was a little bit easier than than the uh, top 10 memorable games, but choosing the order was was not straightforward. Um, did you find this one a bit easier than choosing the 10 games? Um, again, it's like the personal reasons rather than result reasons, yeah. you know, and that's, that's, I think the, the difference, um, you know, people go, well, what do you pick that season for? But it's, it's personal to me or you, or as it would yeah. be for other people, they'd pick seasons that meant something for them. And that's, that's, you know, that's the beauty of it. You can, that's you know, it. Yeah. And that's football yeah. for you. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of times if, if there are any younger Reading fans listening who, you know, weren't even born, um, <laughs> 
with uh, with some of the stuff that we talk about. They think, oh yeah, it's old people talking about old Reading stuff. But I think that's what what the, it's, this podcast isn't about old people talking about old Reading stuff. <laughs> but it is about um, you know reminiscing. So it's the eighteen seventy one podcast name obviously reflects the fact that you know Reading were founded in eighteen seventy one. Um, we're not old enough to go that far back with our memories, of course. Um, me, I'm a bit closer than than Johnny, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's about um, you know, the, probably that most of the guests we've had on have been ex Reading players, some ex Reading managers, uh, a few ex Reading coaches, um, and it's it's just really good to reminisce, like you said, Johnny, and and you talked about your your favourite games, including um, games that you went um, to see with your dad, for example. Yeah. Um, so that that's what it's all about. So that we, we know there are a lot of um, Bertie Commons older Reading fans that listen and, and watch the podcast. Um, so we've had ex-players going back to the 70s, haven't we? Laurie Sanchez and yeah. um, Bob Leonard Dutsey and Mike Kearney. Um so we've gone back quite a long way. Um, so anyway, yeah, as Johnny said there, and just to clarify, this list includes our own personal choices for our top five favourite stroke memorable Red FC seasons, rather than being strictly a countdown of the greatest ever Red in seasons. But on that note, Johnny, um, what do you reckon you would say are the top three greatest Reading FC seasons of all time? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of probably obvious ones. That, you know, well, the first um, two Premier League seasons, uh, sorry, the promotion to the Premier League first time around in that first season in the Premier League where we really were at the best. Um, would be two, one. And then I think, even though it didn't prove to be successful, in the end, the, obviously the, the night four, night five season when we got to the the playoff final because I think that was the first time Reading were really on them the big stage as such um, and you know to, again <laughs> typical Reading like we said before the only time you know, the, the second team doesn't get promoted and, and we're second um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think you know we've had you know a lot of people we've had on you know, talk to and, and and at the time and especially time at the club yeah um, yeah what um it, it, if we were, we're not doing a countdown of the the greatest um, Reading seasons on this episode, but of those three seasons, which which order would you put those in from three to one, Johnny? I'd say um, I'd say obviously the ninety four ninety five would be third, and then the two thousand five promotion second. I think if we hadn't done so well in the promotion in the first season in the Premier League, then that that would have been first, but. That just took it to another level, didn't it? To you know, yeah. to get on the verge of Europe. Which I don't think anyone, anyone would have just gone. Let's stay up. That's 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 yeah. really brilliant. One and then point, we went. If, if you know, we were one point from getting into yeah. Europe. Yeah, yeah. It used to be yeah. Blackburn. On, on yeah. Last day. So that 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 to me is just the, the peak. You know, of what Reading yeah. have done. So so I um in in terms of what I think are Reading's three greatest seasons of all time. And we're going to obviously come on to our personal favourites, uh, our personal memorable seasons. But I, I think my kind of top three greatest Reading seasons in the club's history 
so I, I would go for number three, the 2012 promotion to the Premier League, because, you know, I I agree with you that, um, you know, 94, 95 was a, was a brilliant season and the season before. Um, but I think the fact that we we went up to the the Premier League and I can remember seeing Jason Rob the first time I saw Jason Roberts play for Reading, I thought, wow, he's yeah. I didn't realise he was that good. <laughs> so yeah. um so I go I, I go that as my number three. Number two, I, I agree with you. I thought you'd do it the other way around actually, but I agree with you. I think you'd ask me in an hour's time, I'd probably change my back to that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'd go number two, the 106 season, and number one for pretty much the, the same reasons as you, Johnny. I think Reading's greatest ever season. Yeah. And, and you could, a lot of Reading fans would do it the other way around. And I understand that. But um, I, I think Reading's greatest ever Reading season was first season in the Premier League, finishing eighth. Um, I think that topped the, the previous season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so look, Johnny. Before we start our countdown of our own personal top five memorable Reading seasons, um, for me, I've got a couple that I thought about that didn't actually make my top five. Have you got a, uh, you know one or two seasons that didn't make it onto your list that you that are kind of personal favourites? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Um... Just again, because of you know, if it's, again, we can narrow it down to different choices. It's just uh, you know what what it meant to me at the time. Um, the couple that you know that would be obviously the um, it, yeah, I, I was trying to it's going to narrow them down because it's a lot of the seasons that I went to games meant a lot. You know, um, the, the two, early two thousand seasons, um, the the one where we got to the the playoffs with Pards um, in the championship was a great season. Um, obviously, you know that that didn't didn't turn out well in the end. Um, and then, and in a weird way, the the season where um, after we got relegated, um, and we ended up seventh, I think, in the playoff. Um, after we got relegated. Last time in 2012, 2008, whatever it was, um, yeah. and then, you know we did, we got close. But um, yeah, like, I, I, there's so many I could be here for hours. You know, it's just yeah. like what comes into my head at the time, and I'm going, well, yeah, that was. But you know, it's it's difficult. It's difficult when you've watched them for so long, like we have. <laughs> and and I think for for a lot of fans, and and we were we had a quick chat before we started recording this episode, um, and. Um, you know those those three that we mentioned greatest ever Reading seasons. Uh, let let's see. You know they they may well all be on our on our two list. Johnny doesn't know what my top five is. I don't know what Johnny's top five is. So this is our top five favourite stroke memorable seasons for personal reasons. Um, so for me, a couple of the seasons that I considered that aren't in there. Um, included the 2011-2012 Championship winners' season, promotion back to the Premier League. Um, I would go so far as to say that Jason Roberts coming in midway through the season got us promoted. Uh, He signed in January from Blackburn. The story I heard is that 
Um, Brian McDermott, uh, on a very late night with, um, I think the owner at the time was Zingarevich, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, he said to um, Zing- Anton Zingarevich, he said, if you let me sign Jason Roberts, we'll get promoted. Um, and and, and I, I know this because I went to Brian's presentation recently in Henley with Russell Brand, and he talked about this. And he said it was it was a drunken late night. It was about one o'clock in the morning. And he woke up the next day and he thought to himself, did I actually say that to Anton Zingarevich? Um, and then Anton Zingarevich agreed and it worked. So um, that one, that one isn't on my list. The other one, kind of an obvious choice and, and will be a favourite season for many Reading fans, I'm sure, didn't, didn't quite make it onto my list. Is the uh, the last time Reading were promoted up into the second tier um, from what is now League One? Um, Twenty one years ago, two thousand and two, uh, it was Division Two back then. It was called um, second place automatic promotion. That Jamie Curiton equaliser at Brentford. So that was the last game that Reading played in the third tier. So they didn't quite make it onto my list so johnny let's start our countdown yeah <laughs> excuse me um of our top five personal favorite stroke memorable red nf season red nfc seasons um do you want me to go first or do you want to go first i'll go first this time try for a change right okay uh, number five so first the best so this then number five uh might be a surprise to people but uh the 96 97 season and the reason being basically I wasn't a poor student anymore. <laughs> so I could actually start going really regularly properly to games. Um, you know, and that was, that's when I really kind of, you know, the, the, the addiction to Reading really kicked in. You know, before I was, you know, as a student, I was living all over different places. So I couldn't go regularly to games. Um, but that season, I just, I just qualified as a nurse and did nothing in Huntingdon, I think, from memory. And I was able to, you know, go to a lot of games that season and, and, and that, you know, Elm Park, like the season was a horrible season, you know, after the, the, you know, the what happened the season before and it was, you know, we were struggling for quite a while. We ended up staying up fairly comfortably in the end. Um, and at the time, I think one of the games that season, and I think which one where people would know, it might have been QPR. I remember Lenny Henry being on the pitch doing something for some TV show. And I was like, this is a bit surreal. Uh, people, somebody watching this might remember exactly the game. I think it was QPR, um, B1, T1. But then, then um, the the other thing for that season, I think it was we played we won two 0 at home to Grimsby, and I think it was Neville Roach's debut, and he scored. And I was like, oh, no relation. And I thought, no, no, no. And I thought at that time he's going to be one for the future because he had the pace, um, you know, on, on that debut game. Um, obviously it didn't work out but that's that was football and that was you know for me that was that was when I was really really hooked as somebody that could go to games and afford to go to games so that's that's why it's my, my number five uh, Talking to Neville Roach he has said he will come on as a guest at some point um, and uh, I've got a, a, I don't know if you'd say it's a funny story interesting story um, but uh, myself my dad and my brother uh we're all we've all got a background um as 
football writers. So there was one game, my, my dad, Brian Roach, former Reading director, as many of you know, um, he used to kind of um, run the press box at Reading home games. So he used to organise, you know, if if a national newspaper wanted to send a reporter down, he'd, he'd kind of arrange that. Um, so he was really well known in the press box. Um, myself and my brother used to go along um, quite a lot as well. So it was um, Roach, Roach and Roach in the press box and Roach scored. So Neville Roach, no relation. Um, but uh, yeah, so three Roaches in the press box um, and one on the pitch. So Reading was infested by Roaches that day. <laughs> Other story. So look, my number five. Um, so look, looking forward to when Neville Roach comes on. He's a DJ now. I can't remember yeah. what his DJ name is, but he, he plays, um, I think it's soul and Motown music, stuff like that. Um, so looking forward to speaking to Neville when he comes on at some point. Um, my number five is the 93-94 season, Reddingwood Division Two champions um, by one point from Port Vale. Um, that season, Jimmy Quinn scored 40 goals. Um, the only time that a player had scored 40, more than 40 previously was Trevor Senior got 41. Um, but Jimmy Quinn that season got 40 goals. Stuart Lovell got 22. Um, I don't know if you remember much about that season, Johnny, but Reading actually had a really, really good start. Yeah. So they six of their first eight games. And there was a lot of high scoring games that season. So I'm just looking down now. 3-0 away to Huddersfield. That would have been handy, wouldn't it? This season just gone. Um, 4-1 against Barnet, 4-2 against Bradford, 6-4 against Exeter away, 4-0 away to Port Vale, 3-0 against Bournemouth, 4-0 against Hartlepool, 4-1 away to Hartlepool and 4-0 at Blackpool. And, you know, I I loved that team. Uh, As many Reading fans who've been fans, you know, since back then and before um, feel the same. So you had Shaka Hislop in goal, Dylan Kermelord, uh, left back, A.D. Williams, Phil Parkinson, Jeff Hopkins, Mick Goodin, Michael Jilks, Scott Taylor, Kevin Dillon, Ray Ranson, Ray, 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 <laughs> Ranson, uh, Keith McPherson, Tom Jones, and Uwe Hartenberger. Do you remember him? Classy. Two, two Uves um, were playing at that time, uh, and Middlesbrough had Uwe Fuchs. Yeah. As well. So um I don't think I don't I don't know of any Uves that have played for Reading or Middlesbrough since then, but certainly there were there were two at that time. So <laughs> my number five is the ninety three, ninety four season. Um how about your number four, Johnny? Yeah, number four um was the get your maths right now. Um the ninety nine two thousand season. Yeah, I mentioned it before. One one of the personal things was that I managed to go to a game with my dad before we passed that season. But for me, it, you know, I had to go to you know every game. So I had a season ticket back then when I was living in England and um, going with my mates to the games. Uh, and it was a horrible season. It started off horribly. Um, but to me, like I think I've said before, without Kasky's goals that season, we could have gone down to League Two as it was then, you know, now, whatever. Um, and, you know, that that started some of the momentum 
for where we went on from there the following season where we playoffs um, to the following season where we got the promotion. And it was a real turning point, I think, in our history at that time where we, you know, we got gone down um, round part to League One. Kind of not really, you know, Tommy Burns was there and it just didn't work for whatever reasons as football happens, but it's good to maybe two seasons. And then parts came in. Um, I remember Matt Robinson came in, Sammy Igo. Um, and we were, I think it was after Christmas, my memory that we were, you know, we were down the bottom and really struggling. Martin Allen came in and it, and it gelled. And we went on a, a run that rest of that season that, you know, I think we were comfortably in the table from memory or whatever. But it just, you know, it was a, a defining point in our career, in our history where it could have gone bang and it could have gone down. And God knows where that, that would have ended up. But luckily it, it went the other way. And, you know, Kasky's one of my favourites and I'm still trying to find anyone that can get him on here. Um, but, yeah, and I love watching him play in, you know, in the team. And, and it was lots of different personal memories of the games. You know, the games were, there was no amazing, you know, victories, if you like. It was, you know, it was just a season of Kasky's free kicks. Um, and, and it meant a lot for me because of, you know, my dad, bless him. And, and, and at that time, um, you know, looking back now where we were, it was like, geez. And now, you know, here we are 23 years later and we're at a, a defining point again, aren't we? Yeah, and, and you made a really good point there that, um, well, you said it was because uh, of Darren Kasky's goals that kept us up. So Reading could have got, gone to the new stadium, the Madeski Stadium, as it was called back then, um, as uh, would have been Division Three, wouldn't it? As a what is now League Two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Club. But I, you know, I've got a slightly different opinion about what you said about Darren Kasky's goals keeping us up. I reckon it was a bit to do with Martin Allen and uh, getting the players oh, an imaginary game. Oh, yeah, that, that, that must have done it. It was John yeah. Mackey. We had John Mackey on as a guest. Yeah. This the story. Because we always like, you know, any time we get a player on who um, was a player at, the, at Reading at the same time that Martin Allen was there, we usually ask him a Martin Allen story and, I think John Mackey's was one of the funniest. He said that Martin Allen um, got them all to sit in the in the stadium, and he and he, he said, "Right, I want you to pretend that you're watching a game. So now um, you're pretend that you're watching yourself playing on the pitch, and you've just done something really good. So I want you to stand up and say, "Oh yeah, well, you know, well, well done," and pretend that you're a fan looking at yourself playing." So John Mackey was saying that. So I stood up. I said, "Oh yeah, well done, John. Good header." And um, and then he and then the other players did the same. And he said, "Now I want you to stand up. You know, imagine that you're a fan watching yourself, and you've just done something not very good." Um, and he got all the players to stand up and start hurling abuse at their imaginary selves on the pitch. Um, and I thought that was one of the funniest. Martin oh, was it? Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely there brilliant. are a few. There are a few. So that's all number four. Four, yeah. Countdown. Um, my number four on my list of my favourite stroke memorable Reading seasons is the 94-95 season. Um, Division One, as it was called then now, um, the, the championship. Um, Reading was second, so following on from... Um, winning the Division Two Championship uh, 
the Division Two, been Division Two champions the season before. Um, any other season, Reading finished second, they would have gone up automatically to the Premier League. Um, but there was a restructure, so uh, it was only the top team went up automatically. Because um, I think it was because they were reducing the size of the Premier League, Johnny. Is that right? From 20 yeah. to 20 or yeah. 21 to yeah. 20 or something like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a fantastic season. Um, 1995 playoff final. Um, I think in the semi-finals we beat Tranmere, didn't we? Really yeah. memorable semi-final, yeah. two legs against Tranmere. Um, so we finished second that season, three points behind Middlesbrough. Um, but that that was a brilliant team to watch. Some great wins, and so you had a um four 0 against Stoke, the four two against Wolves. Um, classic game, you know, one of many memorable wins against Wolves. Um, one of the games that I remember because I was do I don't know if you know this, uh, Johnny, but I was for a while I was a reporter for classic gold which was sort of um i think it was something to do with um radio 210 or some it, it anyway it was a a radio station and yeah, i was yeah. in so um i went up to middlesbrough obviously middlesbrough won the league that season went up to the premier league um and uh i remember one time i, I think it was after that game actually where it was Bob Morrison, the sports editor at Classic Gold. He said, right, we're, we're, are you ready? Uh, is Jimmy Quinn available? Um, and I said, oh, he's not quite ready. And then um, and then Bob Morrison, I heard him do his introduction. Oh, and now Reading have won 1-0, and he did quite a long introduction. And now we'll speak to Jimmy Quinn. And I'm thinking, no, he's not here yet. He's not. <laughs> so it was silence. And Bob Morrison said, oh, bit of a technical glitch there. We'll come back to him. And then Jimmy Quinn turned up you know, a few seconds after that. And then they did some adverts and they played some music and Jimmy Quinn was standing there for about five minutes, twiddling his thumbs. We eventually got him onto uh, Classic Gold. Um, so that didn't quite go to plan. But yeah, 1-0 away to Middlesbrough, um, one of the most memorable games that season. Another one, um, 4-1 away to Watford. And Reading that season, they won their last four games of the season. Um, and of course... We all remember 2-0 up in the final at Wembley. Stuart Lovell, um, penalty was... He didn't miss it. It was saved, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Lee Nogan and A.D. Williams have put Reading 2-0 up. And then, of course, Bolton come back. Um, two all, sent the game into extra time. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was 4-3 in the end. Jimmy Quinn yeah. came on as a sub and scored. Um, and again, I mean, you know, a lot of the players from the previous season, but you also had um, Darius Dovchek, one of the greatest centre-backs in Reading's history. Um, Jimmy Quinn and Stuart Lovell up front that season. Yeah, Paul Holsgrove, Simon Osborne, one of my favourite all-time Reading players. Um, Shaka Hislop in goal, Scott Taylor, uh, Keith McPherson, another of my favourite all-time Reading songs. Keith McPherson and I can't sing but it's fairly typical of how Reading fans sing it um, Tom Jones Uwe Hartenberger was still playing um, James Lambert as well so 
that's my uh, that's my number four season is the ninety four ninety five season where we almost went up to the Premier League, just missed out. What's your number three, Johnny? Number three is again another um, something that means a lot to be the two thousand one two thousand two season. Um, again, you know. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the the memory of, of the Brentford game and being there uh, will never never go from me. Um, and I still remember, I know anyone that was there, I was behind the goal and I saw, you, you could get Kieran lob the ball, but you couldn't see it go in. Or you could see it go across and you just see the people in front of you. And then eventually you just, the, the noise came back up to you in the stand that it had gone in. It was just, I mean, again, like the, that finish, Unbelievable finish in the just so nonchalant, just thinks it and, it and to do it like that was unreal. But that season was just, I mean, you know, I, I think the work that, that, that we were just the last 10 games we were, we were running away with it, and it just every game I think we drew 10 games, nine, wasn't it? Was it 10? ten? We won, one, we, we won one out of 10 games. I think, we won, I think it was Chesterfield right away, we won 2 0. We had nine draws in in ten games, and it was like just just get it done, please. And then of course it comes down as it always does, but to the last game of the season. But it, it, it was again, it was an iconic, you know, where you know Pardew was, you know, we'd gone so close the season before, and you know, Rudy talked about that on goal, and you know, we were building momentum, and then you know that, that season we started really well. Um, you know, we had some we had some characters in that team as well. You know, guys that uh you know, Hossi Parkey, Andy Hughes, John Salako was there. Um, you know, we had strikers, Law, Butler, Forster, Curaton. Um it, it was it was a team that you know, they just had that pride in playing for Reading. Um and, and you you looked at that team and you could they, you know, we'd look like we could score at any time and we had the creativity of, and we had the defenders we had the three 80s wasn't it 85 Ash 80 Williams and 80 Whitbread um, Phil Whitehead in goal who probably you know goes a bit under the radar as a, a you know what he did for Reading but a um, solid keeper who you know kept us in a lot of games that season as well and then obviously you had Nicky Shorey starting out um, Mertz you know, players that would become legends, legends that started out, you know, those kind of couple of seasons. And really, you know, it was it was unbelievable. We're not seeing from the you know, my dad passed not long after we got promoted. So that's you know, it is it is a personal thing for me that those two seasons that I've mentioned are, are, are things that will always stick with me, um, regardless of the results. But that one was just, you know, and to get to watch it on what was it? What was the ITV digital, wasn't it? Was it yeah, because <laughs> um, that was Griffin Park, Red, uh, Red yeah. Ground, and they had four pubs. They had a pub on That's each. That's right, yeah. And we, we went, went to each one. Went to all, all four. I don't think you were the only one. I think there's plenty of away fans yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's a, it was a funny ground. Four and after the game. Yeah, it was an unusual ground, but it was, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, I think it was like, even then, you know, the next day, it's like, we've done it. It was the... Yeah, you... Know, you um, you mentioned Phil Whitehead, bit of an unsung hero. I think if we did an episode, and here's an idea, um, unsung heroes, I think Martin Butler is potentially one of the greatest um, unsung heroes that's, that's oh, great. read him because yeah. 
you know, he wasn't the quickest. He was he was quite t- what was it about six two or something? wasn't wasn't the greatest in the air, but um, but he was a really intelligent player, wasn't he? And, yeah, uh, him and Kieran Curran up front. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think he was underrated for um, Reading fans, but I think no. generally, um, I, he possibly did because everyone talks about. You know, Nicky Forster, Jack, obviously Jamie Curriton, that goal. Um, but I think Martin Butler was key to Reading's success that season. And look, you know, what um, what Reading went on to do next, it was only a few seasons later. We were in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. Um, and imagine if, you know, Jamie Curriton, you can imagine a situation and you don't know what would have happened after that. But um, what if sliding doors? yeah. People had saved it, or because that was that was a brilliant goal because of the significance. It was just a great goal anyway, but it's a sort of finish because he kind of did it with the out sort of the outside yeah. right foot that can easily go wrong. Yeah, and, you know, we might have never got to the Premier League after. Well, if, if we'd gone into the playoffs, we definitely wouldn't have gone up, would we? So. No. <laughs> but we might have got to Wembley and then lost. Yeah, it's just it's just a change. That's yeah, it. yeah, it, yeah. It was um, one of those moments. And then the other thing is, it wasn't Jamie Curriton scores, and then it's all over. There was it was about there was about fifteen minutes to go or something, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. How, yeah. So you you were you were at the game, standing behind that goal, weren't you? How were yeah, you, me and my friend Rob were there. How were your nerves in the last fifteen minutes? Oh, uh, it was the start of my hair journey, probably. <laughs> yeah. And was it? it was, yeah. Was it? Um, was it? A, can you remember? Was it a case that Brentford then kind of really went for it in the last fifteen minutes? Can you remember? They, to be honest, I, I could be wrong, but like it wasn't like it was. It wasn't like back to the door for the last fifteen minutes. We weren't. They weren't under piling us under pressure. They had a couple of chances, but we did as well. I remember. I think Forster got fouled on the edge of the box, and the referee never gave it. And there's no blatant foul you could give. Um, and we had a couple of chances as well to, to win it. Um, it was kind of an open game still. It wasn't like we then sat back and went, right, we've got a draw. I think, you know, I think that was maybe down the way the players played. It was like they just carried on playing the way they were. Um, and I think, you know, they trusted. When when Brentford scored that first goal, when you're going, oh, God. But you you kind of, you had the belief because you went, you've got Kiriton on the bench. You know, you've got, we've got goals in the team. You've got Soraka that creates... He was so calm, wasn't he? It was like it was almost like a finish that he would do in he would try in training, wasn't it? Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it was like I think he was he was itching to prove a point as well, wasn't he? To the Bards, and yeah, been, you know, him and a, bit of a, a difficult relationship at times, but um, yeah, you know, you had you had, and I think that's what we're really need to get back to in this era. You know, those players on that pitch, we had so many leaders. It wasn't one leader of a team. We had Whitehead, we had defenders. I don't think Johnny, there's any point us doing a um, an episode about Reading super subs because it's it's only between Jamie Curriton and Adam Lafondra, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, think, I don't think don't think Uwe Hartenberg are quite reached that level, did he? No, no. <laughs> well, at least at least he got a mention. Yeah. Uh, no, probably it, it would be uh, it would be between Adam Lafondra and Jamie Curriton. Um, yeah. But anyway, them two playing together in their peak. Well, I, I think actually, um, if you think of the partnership that season, so you have Butler and 
Curatin, you have Butler and Forster. Um, so for Butler next season, um, you've got Andy Carroll. We ne- we need a Nicky Forster or a Jamie Curitan, don't we? We need to yeah. sign somebody like that to play a lot. Yeah. Um, we don't know what the formation's going to be. Depends on the who the new manager is. But, we um, had Darius Henderson as well that season. Remember him, Dar- Big yeah. Darius. He was a he was a good striker as well, and you know, yes. starting out, and he 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 came on and scored a few goals as well. As yeah. Different type of player again, but like the those options, you had options, and you could change the dynamic of the team because you had the depth, you know. And that's yeah. where you, you need to look at a squad, isn't it? At last, be looking at okay, yeah. type of strikers, yeah. type of wingers. Do we get proper wingers in? Yeah, we can, yeah. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so moving on to uh, top three. Um, so the countdown from three to one. Um, so that was your number three, wasn't it? Yeah, that was. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my number three is the two thousand and five, two thousand six, one hundred six season. Um, championship winners, amazing season. Dave Kitson scored twenty two goals. Uh, and of course, Reading lost the first game against Plymouth two one. At that point, Johnny lose the first game. Did you think we had a chance of going up? God no. As I said, I was, I was working. I was on the night in, in Oz, and I was watching the cricket at the time. Yeah, she was in. Oh, we lost two one. Oh, another season like this. Then and then it was just yeah, it was yeah. bizarre, wasn't it? It's was so unreal to see what happened afterwards. Yeah. Well, I um. This might this season might be higher, um, if for the fact that I wasn't living in Dubai. So I was following the season, and I mm. you know I got back, um, but yeah, to see, I, I can't really remember to be honest. But um, the, the main thing I remember about that season was all I was really interested in is the chance for Reading to go up to the Premier League. So I was doing my working out, you know, what the maximum points that the other teams could get at the end of the season. I didn't I didn't care about records or I didn't really wasn't really too bothered about if Reading won it. I just it was just about automatic promotion to the Premier League. Um and, and they did it. So um yeah lost the first game 2 1 against Plymouth, which was at home, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last um, minute winner. But then 33 games unbeaten until mid February, including 10 wins in a row. Um, just an amazing season. Actually, going back to your um, when you were talking about that Jamie Curitan season, that game. I think am I right in saying that um, Steve Copper was Brentford manager and Brentford had Eve Aringamarson and yeah, and Sidwell was Song I mean, playing as well. Sidwell was there. Song was there, I think, yeah. and and uh, what's his name scored and went to Reading after we've had on here. Um, Ah, oh, God, it's shocking, shocking memory. Uh, Lloyd Owusu. Lloyd Owusu, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so there was a real depth there. So, you know, we, we only, we only, you know, we, we we didn't get, we, we got promoted ahead of them and we stole all their players. Brilliant. And the manager. Imagine, imagine, <laughs> you know, imagine for one moment, and, and Reading have had plenty of heart, heartaches, um, imagine for one moment being a Brentford fan, not only do you give away a late, from the Brentford perspective, yeah. you give away a late goal and then Reading... Take your manager and half your team. Yeah, yeah. They're doing it right now, though, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they're doing. But it's it's kind of a cycle. Yeah. There'll, there'll be another 
there'll be yeah. another team that does what Brighton and Brentford are doing. Yeah. But, you know, and it could be somebody random. It, I mean, look at Newcastle with with the new ownership. You've only got to get somebody. I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe Reading will get a new owner. That's, I mean, we've had plenty of owners, <laughs> you know, yeah. in the last few years, haven't we? So it's not yeah. been around a possibility, but um, yeah. So um, that's my my number three. So as I say, there was a run of ten wins in a row. Reading just couldn't couldn't stop winning. There was apart from the the first game of the season, there was only one other defeat, wasn't there? Yeah, Luton away. I, was, yeah. I remember watching it in Scruffy Murphy's in Sydney, showing off to my friends how great the team was, and then they lost. Yeah, <laughs> <Our> typical. <laughs> um, so some of the games that season. So there's a three 0 win away to Ipswich, three 0 home win against Luton. Uh, I think one of the best games that season was the the 5-1 home win against Brighton. Um, beat Cardiff 5-1, 4-0 against Norwich, 2-0 against Southampton, 3-0 against Burnley, 5-0 against Derby, 5-2 away to Cardiff. Um, and then, of course, 2-1 against QPR. Uh, Graham Murty penalty and uh, rugby tackle on the mascot and everyone like jumps on top of him. Memorable game for sure. Um, and Reading actually finished that season eleven games unbeaten, hundred and six points. Um, can you remember who's second that season? It was um, Sheffield United. Yeah, Sheffield United, yeah. ninety points. There was sixteen yeah. points behind. Crazy. Um, so that's my number three. So you're number two, Johnny. Yeah, we mentioned it. One of the ones you didn't. Um, mine was actually the uh, the promotion season. The, the second promotion season to the Premier League. Um, again, you know, I, I wasn't at a lot of those. I was living over in Oz. But at the time, um, you know, I guess, you know, my eldest was born during that season. <laughs> um, and it was it was such a, you know, a few seasons there that come up to that point where, you know, we had Brendan Rodgers in as manager and didn't work out. And then Brian came in and, and I always remember, you know, the, the sort of start of that where we went on a run to stay up and he turned Shane Long into, you know, he got him playing really well. We went up to Liverpool, we uh, beat him in the cup. We went on a couple of cup runs. And then that season was just uh, bipolar football at its best. The first half of it was, was we were struggling and, and just... You know, it didn't it didn't gel? We couldn't, you know, we had some okay results, but it just wasn't. And then we went on that run, and I, I the last half we we got uh, something stupid, wasn't it? Like fifty four out of sixty points, or something around those numbers, and and it just grew. And I and I was lucky to come back for the West Ham game onwards of that run. Um, I, I didn't go to some, but I was there at the the. Um, Forest game um, and the Palace game at the end of the season, but it was it was just a, a time in my life where you know um, came back to Ireland to, to see family and move to England to introduce my little one, or my big one now as she is, um, and and it was just unbelievable that the that team because it wasn't I don't think the it wasn't the, the team of two thousand and five I don't think it had the same quality of players. But it had the mentality of of Brian, wasn't it? That they don't get beaten. We're, we're not giving up. And they had 
leaders again that you know people are, I don't know, like guys like Casper Gorks, um, Ian Hart, uh, uh, Feds. You know they had that that, that uh, spine of a team that was so good. And then you said like you know when the icing on the cake that probably you know if he didn't sign maybe we wouldn't have gone up. Jason Roberts, he really just took it. his experience, his knowledge, wasn't it, in the striker? Yeah, yeah. And him and him and um, Hunty up front playing well together, and and then like you say, like that super sub, maybe he doesn't like probably the label, but when you know when you needed a goal that season, Adam Lafondra came on, yeah. did it every he's time. Still he's still scoring. He scored. Um, yeah. last, he scored the last night. four games in a row, or last yeah. five games in a row, or something. Yeah, scored. The, oh, I, saw, uh, I saw one of his goals. I think it was. Uh, I think it might have been a corner. They played. They played a derby. They're in the. Yeah. They're in the. It's sort of like a. Play, it works differently over there. So he's playing for Sydney FC, um, and they're yeah. playing in what they call the playoff, the, the finals series. Yeah. And it's like yeah. it's like a playoff, but it sort of everyone gets to the end of the season. Uh, somebody wins the league. But then, yeah. but then everyone goes into and like a knockout. The top six teams or whatever go into a knockout tournament. Yeah, and whoever wins that is the champions. So they they had like the their grand final. They had they had the grand final, and they had. Um, so I think they I think they're into the final now. Semis, they, the semis. They're in the semis, semis. and they might yeah. play against Central Coast Mariners, who uh, Andy Bernal's a coach there. Is that right? Yeah. He's, uh, he's, I think he's sporting director or owner. Like or he's, yeah, well, they might play each other in. They might meet in the yeah. final. And Andy Bernal's a guest next week. Um, but yeah, he. Um, I saw one of the goals that that he scored. I think it was a corner. Mm-hmm. And he's 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 not the tallest player. No, but he rose above everyone else, flicked it in. Yeah. It was a great goal. That would if yeah. he just scored that for Reading now, that would have been you know brilliant. Brilliant goal. He's still got it. Yeah. yeah. And the, the other one that was a retaken penalty in the, the first leg against um, Melbourne. And, you know, he, the, he, it was gone for encroachment, but under yeah. pressure to retake it, put it in the same place, but scored. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, he's, he's, I don't mean, know, I've watched the A League for years. I was over there watching it when it first, you know, and, and, and to see how it's grown and, and, you know, been to the grand finals. I've seen Dwight York play Robbie Fowler, but. Adam LaFondre, you know, he's so well-liked. A legend, there. isn't he? He's got a chance. Yeah. He was saying when he was on as a guest, he's, um, he's got a chance of getting a goal-scoring record there. The, the most yeah. ever goals for Sydney. Um, yeah. Had a bit, a bit of a setback because of injury. But yeah. anyway, um, going back to that season, Johnny, um, I, I think Jason Roberts made the difference. But also... Yeah. And Brian McDermott, when I saw the presentation he did on his recovery from addiction in in Henley mm. recently with Russell Brand, uh, it, it was really good. He talked a lot about Reading and he talked about that season. And he, he said sort of midway through the season, Reading were not doing that well. And he, he said to his wife, um, he said, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And she said, win the next game. And he thought, you know, of all the coaches I've worked with, that's one of the best things I've ever heard. Always listen to your wife. There you go. <laughs> so, so, so actually what he did, based on that, what his wife said to him, win the next game, he then, he then um, labelled it WNG, 
So what he did, he he went in, he got everyone together, all the players. He said, right, we've got whatever it is, 16 games to go. We need to win. Um, you know, all we want to win all 16. Or, they had 18 games to go and they wanted to win 16 to... That was what he worked out that they needed mm. to to go up automatically or something like that. And then, um, so he was talking, he was doing his presentation. He was talking to, because it was kind of to do with mental health and stuff like yeah. that as well and how the brain works. And he says, so we, d- we did that. And he said, you know, we needed 16 wins out of 18 or wh- whatever it was. And he said, you know, we didn't, unfortunately, we didn't achieve it. We only managed fifteen wins out of eighteen, or something like that. Um, but yeah, oh, that that was um, that was a season of two halves, and I think the difference was Jason Roberts. Yeah, and what men- momentum does in football or in any end sport, isn't it? In confidence, and yeah. how you with... Reading Reading now on a run of um, what is it? How many games without without a win? Thirteen. Yeah, something like that. You know, it shows you how it, but it shows you how it can change. Like you know, we talk about Neil Warnock and Paddersfield, doesn't it? When he came in, same players that were doing badly, different mindset, yeah. off on a run. Yeah, and that's 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 the psychology of sport, isn't it? It's a fascinating thing. Yeah, and and that's what we need, isn't it? Next, you, you know, next season, well, in the in the summer, the appointment of the managers. That's why it's so important. Mm-hmm. We've got to kind of um, got to lay the foundations down, and and I go back to that episode with David Artell. Mm. You know what he said when when he went in and did the rebuilding job at Crew is actually spends time getting to know the, the players. And I think probably that's what Neil Warnock did. Yeah. Huddersfield. Yeah. You know, he got to got to know the, the players. And you've got if you think back to that that season that Jamie Curitan season and um you know it's about players really wanting it, that's such a huge difference, isn't it? Yeah, and setting standards. I think that's yeah. where you know these, these the top managers they set they have a level yeah. of expectation from, from the players yeah. and the players want to be, want to do it for them and want to do it for themselves. Yeah, and that's that's where we need to go. Do, do you know what one thing I like about our countdowns, Johnny, is that we don't know what we 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 say. Right, we're going to do this episode. So we're going to do so. This episode is the next episode is our ten, you know, memorable Reading seasons. Um, uh, uh, games. This one's our five memorable Reading seasons. None of them, like even with the managers, that some of them are the same. So our yeah. favourite Reading players, some of them are the same. Um, but there's a a lot of differences. That's one thing I like because you've got your memories. I've got mm. my memories. We've we've got our own personal favourites. Um, so there is is a bit of a mixture. We we haven't. We both had. Um, for for who we think might be next Reading manager, we both had who was it at number three? Nathan Jones, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we both had him at number three. We both had Chris Wilder in the top two. Mm. Um but uh yeah, that's that's part of what makes this interesting is that we've we've got different different choices. So Yeah, um, absolutely. Moving so that was your second choice. Yeah. Um my um, second place on my list of my favourite stroke, most memorable Reading seasons is the 2006-2007 two thousand and seven 
season. First season in the Premier League, Reading finished eighth. And uh, I was still living in Dubai, but we got all the, we could watch all of the Premier League games. So I used to watch most of the Reading games. I came back a few times. I saw the the 6-0 against West Ham. Um, I remember I saw the game against West Brom. I think we might have won 3-2, can't remember. Yeah. I saw us beat Wigan, might have been 3-0, can't remember. Uh, but I saw at least, I came back for at least three games, um, including the 6-0 against West Ham on New Year's Day mm-hmm. 2007. Um, but apart from that, I got to watch, I think, pretty much all, if not... Yeah. if not most of the Reading games on TV. So even though I was in Dubai, I was able to follow the team, which I hadn't been the season before because it was the, you know, was it a championship back then? Yeah, Cola Championship, wasn't it? I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, so I could watch all the Reading games and what a brilliant season that was. Um, so Reading, first season in the Premier League, won the first game, 3-2 against Middlesbrough. Gareth Southgate was the manager. 2-0 down, came back to win 3-2. Our first ever game in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. We finished eighth and uh, just missed out on qualifying for the UEFA Cup by one point. Uh, so the UEFA Cup is now the Europa League. Europa. Yeah, Europa Cup, yeah. So, um, yeah, that that first game, what... What an amazing introduction because um, Middlesbrough had Stuart Downing. They have Mark Viduka. I think was yeah. it Schwarzer in goal. Yeah, yeah, had some good players, didn't they? When going back to the season where Reading finished second and Middlesbrough finished first and went up to the Premier League, was that the season that Middlesbrough had Janino? No, I no I, that I think Gascoigne. that was no, no, no. That was the season when we went down. 97, uh, sorry, 98, 99. So I remember Gaza, Merson playing. They came to Elm Park. Okay. 99, sorry. The season went down. It's 97, 98. Was it it Paul Merson? Yeah, Merson played. We we, we played him in the uh, Coca-Cola Cup, I think, in the quarterfinal. And we lost to a dodgy Craig Hignett goal. Um, And then we played him in the league on a Saturday We'd already, I think, pretty much were relegated by then, but we lost 1-0. But I remember the day because I literally had to leapfrog over the turnstiles because they were closing the gates because they it was full. Yeah. Um, and I managed to just literally... So they got distracted by one and I got in. Um, but yeah, that was... that was Then, then they had Brian Robson in charge. That That's few it. seasons yeah. before, it was a slightly different team. That was They were on the way to the Premier League. They had a good that team. Season, they? With Gaza and Merson. Yeah. yeah. Way better than you know for a championship, but they they had they, they had Robson at the time, Gibson buying left, right, and yeah. centre too. They had a oh, who they had a I think they had a really well known overseas player playing from that season, but I can't remember who it was. Um, I can't remember. Anyway, the first season in the Premier League, um, first game against Middlesbrough. A little bit of revenge, in a way. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, right, listen to this. Um, and bearing in mind, this wasn't all that many years ago. So two, 2006, 2007. What's, how long ago is that? Uh, oh, 17 years. It's quite a long time ago, actually, isn't it? It doesn't feel like it, does it? No, no. Um, 
as you get older, the time goes quicker. <laughs> so, um, but that season, this shows you how how much things can change in a re- you know, in the grand scheme of things, in a relatively short space of time. Reading did the double over Man City that season. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that. So we uh, we beat Man City one 0 early on. So this is Reading's first season in the Premier League. Um, we drew one all with Man United. We beat Spurs three one. Yeah. Uh, beat West Ham six 0 on New Year's Day, two thousand and seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, we beat Man City away. Beat Aston Villa. Beat Newcastle one nil. And can you remember the last game of that season? Who it was against and what the score was? Jeez, now we're always. Oh, the, sorry, the last game of the promote. Yeah, the three all Blackburn. Three, three all Blackburn, wasn't it? Yeah, Blackburn. Yeah. Three, yeah. Three all, last game against Blackburn. Yeah. Just what a brilliant season. I th- well, this yeah. is this is um, at number two on my list of my own personal kind of favourite memorable Reading seasons. But I think this is the greatest. Reading season in history and I can understand why people would think it's the 106 season um, I, I think those are the two greatest seasons in Reading's history Yeah definitely. I think that the, only, the only team that I think we were never we weren't good enough to compete with was Arsenal Yeah Arsenal were, we seemed to have to compete with United and Chelsea's and whatever but Arsenal were at a different apart level from, Curiously apart from in the uh, FA Cup semi-final in 2015 Yeah, but yeah. Apart, apart from that I mean Arsenal did the double and the seven five? <laughs> yeah, seven five four nil one game, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, they were just there. Yeah. yeah. So listen, we're we're now down to our um, personal all time favourite stroke, most memorable Reading season. So, what's made it to your number one spot, Johnny? Yeah, you, know, you already mentioned it, and it's probably quite obvious. Yeah, you know, and I could have picked that Premier League season for me. I think for me, because I didn't get to any games that that season, so it's kind of a bit more of a something that you know, if I was at a game, it meant a bit something or a, or a moment in time. And obviously, the one six season was that for me. Even I only made the the QPR game um, flying over for that. Um, you know, the the season following it as a fan, like you know, there's a few of the Reading fans that I'm still in touch with now. You know, in our own Sydney Reading fans club, <laughs> not a huge. Reading fans club in Sydney, but it was enough of us. Um, you know, in the season before, we'd kind of not really done anything to think that we would do what we were going to go and do. I think we ended up what, seventh, I think. Um, we needed to beat Wigan on the last day to have a chance at the playoffs, but we weren't really, you know, we weren't really good enough. We had some okay results, but then, you know, change of few changes of personnel. I think Nicky Forster left, didn't he? And um, he brought in, he obviously, you know, players that we had and it just it just went off after you said you know that 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 first defeat you know it, it was it was unbelievable to to see and like actually probably the first time in a long time as a running fan I actually did believe because it felt like that team was almost invincible it wasn't I wasn't worried about going to play Sheffield United I wasn't worried about any of the teams in that league because they just like they just took the, them apart, the players, and, and, and the players certainly believed it, didn't they? They went, yeah, into and, you, and, and, and you could see it, win. yeah, yeah. And even when you know, when we needed a you know, I think we sort of talked about it when you know, Shane Long came on equalized V Derby away in you know, the 88th minute or something, you know, it was there was always somebody that would come to the party when we needed, yeah, a goal or a performance or whatever, 
and and everyone in that team, like we've said before, it was also the you know the, the fringe players, the John Halls, the uh, Chris Makins, John Oster. You know they played a, a massive role as well when when needed. Um, but I, I think you know it was something. You know, yeah, I think old fashioned football fans. You know, proper four four two. When you had the wingers like Bobby Convey and probably the slowest winger in history, Glenn Little. <laughs> but they 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 the com- complemented each other so well. And then when you kind of, you know, it's 25 minutes ago, Stephen Hunt would come on for one of them um, and offer something different. Um, and, and then, you know, the strikers, you know, like we've heard, I think Steve said, wasn't it? You know, luckily one of them always got injured. So he never had to make a choice. <laughs> It yeah. was literally like who was available and they played and they, and whatever played alongside each other worked. It wasn't ever like one didn't. Yeah, and I I think I I think this is um is for for me it's between those two seasons. So the one mm. six season, the the first season, then the Premier League. I I would put that the first season then the Premier League as my greatest ever season mm. because it's the Premier League because we finished eight. Yeah, but actually. It's kind of the the two of them together. I think are the two greatest seasons because um, the one hundred and six season. It wasn't just about the record. It wasn't just about the fact that we won the league and you know we were so good that season. But it was the fact that what it meant, the significance of it was mm. that we're going up to the Premier League. I think that that's the big main factor yeah. as to why that is you know without any shadow of a doubt, um, one of, if not the greatest Reading season of all time, because then it's finally Sir John Medeski's dream is realised and we're in the, the the Premier League and you've got fans there that can remember back to the days of Division 3, Division 4, yeah. um, playing against Aldershot and, and, uh, yeah. and things like that. And also... Um, I think that talking about that season and thinking about the season that we've just witnessed, um, night and day, isn't it? I mean, it it wasn't just the fact that we had great players, um, but it was what those players brought to Reading. So, Mm. you know, you, you place any of those and, and, Possibly with the exception of Andy Carroll, maybe Tom Holmes, maybe Tom McIntyre. Um, it's just that the, the team, the Reading team that we watched last season compared to that 106 season, you know, the energy, the dynamism, um, even going back to the, the team that Dylan was in, that that was really badly lacking last season. And we need to get that back. It's an identity, isn't it? It's, it's a it's a it's a group yeah. of players that are there for one cause and to do it together, and yeah. to, to you know they they lead from from and they, like, you, know, you know teams get promoted to the Premier League and, and whatever you know obviously the, the second time we did we got promoted and we were champions and we deserved it but the way we did that in two thousand and five I mean we obliterated everyone and nobody can say we were lucky no one can say we didn't deserve it. You know, we were the champions, and with the points record still intact, now shows how good that team were. Any fan of any club, 
you know, I think yeah. people still like they forget Reading's team last season because they go on about Burnley being the greatest championship side. But you, and then you know, you chucked in the, the cost of the team on top of it. Like how much was there? And it was ridiculously small amount. Um, and then they were just a few, there was a few like free transfers in there, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kevin, Doyle, Kevin Doyle, what seventy thousand? Yeah, and him and Shane Long, eighty thousand in total. Like, I mean, geez, yeah. best best France forever. Um, but it was, it was just you know the the stadium was rocking. You know the the, the yeah. everything the everything that about being a Reading fan that you dream of. Yeah, started with that season, didn't it? And also, um, we recently had an episode with. Um, Reading fans talking about, you know, what next for, for Reading, what do the club need to do in the summer, etc. Obviously talking about the manager, what type of players we need. Um, I think it was Ian Thornhill, Reading, Reading fan, who's written a book yeah. about his dad, Rod Thornhill, um, who used to play for Reading. Um, so the book's called Spider, available on Amazon, um, if you're interested. And I think it was Ian Thornhill on that episode made... What I thought was a, a really good point that if you think back to you know Reading teams from years gone by, you think about Terry Dixon, Trevor Senior. They came from non-league. Mm. So Terry Dixon was uh, Dunstable, wasn't it? Dunstable. Uh, Trevor Senior was uh, Dorchester. Yeah. Um, and also you think about uh, Dave Pitson signed from Cambridge, didn't he? And Kevin Doyle from Cork City. Yeah. You know, you I, I do agree with Ian. Uh he he said yeah, that we'll be able to unearth some gems from League One. Mm. I, I think certainly, you know, we we could get some decent players yeah. from, from League Two. Um and, and I I thought you made a really interesting point about next season, Johnny, um, about Andy Carroll being captain. I think that's a, a really interesting mm. idea. I'm not sure it will actually happen, but I think it's a really good idea. Um, who who else do you think might be captain next year if it isn't Andy Carroll? Would it be Holmes, McIntyre, maybe? I, I I don't think I think they're too young. And I you know I, year Dom, I don't think uh, if he stays for another season, I, I don't think he's the captain we need. Okay, um, he's he's been scarred by this season. A lot of players have been scarred. Andy Carroll wouldn't be scarred by this because of his experience. It's not Andy a, Carroll. Also, yeah, Andy Carroll makes sense because of because of his. Experience is maturity, so I think the two two things combined. Yeah. I think he's he's then a, a a leader um for the rest of the players. He's a senior player. Yeah, um, I, I think that that makes sense. So uh, and, and Tom Ince possibly if he stays. I don't know if he will because of what's happened. But again, you know, he if he's if he wants to stay, you know, at that level, and I, I don't know if it was if Andy Carroll will or won't. But like if they do. You know, they could be yeah. two good leaders. I think for Tom Holmes and Tom Mack, they just need to concentrate on their game. They, yeah. they still need to learn and develop players. So let think, them do that. And I think on the fans episode, again, you know, Ian Thornhill um, was saying this, and I agree. Um, you know, if we'd have had, if we'd have had this season, the midfield from last season, Rinomota, Josh yeah. Laurent, um, John Swift, uh, I think probably we would we would have stayed up. Obviously, we didn't because of everything that's going on at the yeah. club. But we need to kind of now, not re- not directly replace those players, but find something like that. You know, the mid. Uh, he, he made a really good point. Even if you put Harry Kane up front, 
we probably yeah. you know might not have. You need so, you need to you need to find a, a pattern, you know, whatever the manager is, say it's Chris Rogers and he, he has a style of play, whatever that is, then you need to go, right, it's the jigsaw. I think we talked about the jigsaw yeah. before, haven't we? You need to find yeah, the pieces. Need, you need a um you need a Phil Parkinson and you need a Simon Osborne or a, or a Sidwell or so you you need that balance in the in the middle of midfield, don't you? You need yeah. that kind of um You need creative, you need defensive, you need you need pace. Yeah, player, yeah. You need you need you need a game changer. That's that's yeah. where you know the teams, you know, like which we haven't had that season. That's where Swift was missed so much because he could, but all his his faults, he would come up with something. He out of the blue he could create a chance. Yeah. Tom Ince did that for a while, but then faded as the team faded. And, and you know, and that's where there is players out there that can do that for sure. You know, League Two, League One. Champion. I think, I think with Tom Ince, I I see him more because he he played like, didn't he last season? I think I'm right in saying he played kind of as a central striker, didn't he? And, and, he kind of played all over. To be, he was kind of out on the wing, kind of played like me, number ten, number. Yeah, you know, for, and me, was, for me, he's he's like um, he's an attacking midfielder. He's a number ten. Um, I think what we were lacking. So with with talk, talk about Tom Ince, he wasn't someone who could um, effectively supply Andy Carroll. I think that big problem last season was that it was aimless, hopeful balls up to Andy Carroll. He'd knock the ball down, which he's really good at. There's no one there. We, you know, yeah. you needed a Forster or a Curitan or or a Tom Ince. Um, so. Anyway, that's that's next season. So that's your your number one. Yeah. Um, my number one. You might be able to guess. I think uh, my number one. So this is my favourite, most memorable all-time Reading season. Um, so I've gone for the nineteen eighty-five, nineteen eighty-six record-breaking Royals um, Division Three, kind of League Division Three champions, uh, and the reason. One of the main reasons it's um, my favourite all-time Reading season is because that was my first proper season as a Reading fan. My dad was a yeah. director, um, and it was just just amazing. So those guys, Trevor Senior, Martin Hicks, Michael Jilks, they're my Reading heroes, um, and uh, and we had like one of the greatest moments of that season was we're signing Terry Herlock, and it's <laughs> just every you know every everything. Uh, and um, watching Trevor Senior play, he was like he's not like Erling Haaland, but one thing he did have in common with what Erling Haaland's doing now, he was a goal machine. That yeah. was pretty much all he was good at. But at that, so needed, he yeah, was very he, he was he was a he was a finisher. He he scored a lot of goals from inside the six yard box. You know, he him and Michael Jilks, my two all time mm-hmm. favorite Reading players. And just a really exciting team to watch. Um, so it was a record-breaking Royals. Won the first 13 games at the start of the season. Division three champions, uh, 94 points. Finished ahead of Plymouth and Derby. Um, quite a lot of wins that season were by one goal. Um, Trevor Senior got 31. Um, some of the most memorable games that season were the 4-2 home win against Chesterfield, um, Trevor Senior got a hat-trick. The 2-0 win at Newport to break the record. Uh, the 2-all home draw against Wolves. 
where the official crowd was 13 and a half thousand the actual crowd was about 28,000 or something like that <laughs> so um one of uh, one of my favorite games that season was the one I'll draw away to derby um and I think that's the game where Michael Jilt scored the goal and I think it was really foggy and Michael Jilt scored a really good goal it was it was one of those shots from outside the area and it it just rises really nicely into the I think it was into the top corner um obviously the 4-3 against Plymouth coming from 3-0 down um some other memorable games that season included 6-0 defeat away to Walsall <laughs> um 4-3 win at Chesterfield um and one of the best games of that season was the the 1-0 home win against Derby again Trevor senior um I can't remember but I think that clinched promotion something like that um and and that squad this, this is my kind of all-time favorite reading team really Gary Westwood in goal um Steve Wood and Martin Hicks center backs Steve Richardson, Gary Peters, full-backs. Um, Stuart Bevan in midfield, Andy Rogers, um, Jerry Williams, Trevor Senior up front, Michael Jilks, Mark White was also part of that team. Um, Colin Bailey, Glenn Burville, Terry Herlock, the Terminator, mm-hmm. Terminator Terry in midfield. Um, and uh, I don't know if you remember Nicky Platner. Yeah, yeah. Let yeah. Luton, or Luton, so I think. Yeah. So, um, Johnny, let's do a recap on our countdowns, five to one. So just just whiz down your your five to one countdown of your yeah. most, <clears throat> most memorable seasons. So the, the fifth was uh, the 96-97 season. Then the fourth, 99-2000. to um, Their third was 2001-2002. Second was 2011-2012, and the first was the 106-05-06 season. But we could go; there could be a t- ten more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so here's here's my countdown: my five to one of my most memorable, um, favorite Reading season. My personal choice for Reading seasons: uh, number five, 93-94 season, um, Division Two champions. Uh, number four, 94-95 season, finished second in what is now the championship, but didn't go up automatically, lost in the playoffs. Um, number three for me was the um, 106 season, 2005-2006, um, going out to the Premier League for the first time. Number two was the 2006-2007 season, first season in the Premier League, finished eighth. And my all-time favourite Reading season, my most memorable season was the 85-86 record-breaking Royals who won the first 13 games at the start of the season and uh, won the Division 3 Championship. Um, so that's it. Thanks for that, Johnny. Um, so tomorrow we're continuing continuing our Reading FC Top 100 series with our countdown of the top five greatest Reading managers. Again, our personal opinion. Um and then on Monday, we've got former Reading ta- uh, Technical Director Brian Teverden um, as our special guest. Tuesday, we're concluding our Reading FC Top 100 series with our top five in- influential people in Reading's history. Um, Wednesday, we've got a returning guest, Andy Bernal. Thursday, 
Our guest is Reading Women's defender Lily Woodham. And on Friday, our guest is Linvoy Primus. So join us for those if you can and hope you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, and feel free to get in touch and tell us what your most memorable favourite Reading season of all time is. So uh, many thanks, Johnny, and no thanks worries. everyone for listening and watching. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.